Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Welcome back, Pods fans, to another episode of Ring the Bell Pods Talk. Myself, Nick Kreider, I was joined by Heath Bell, the three-time All-Star. We're back for another episode, and it's been a very disappointing stretch of games. Lost three out of four to the Dodgers, and we got swept in the two-game series against Seattle. But on the bright side, the team looks like they're having some fun, right? They're going out and and, uh, doing karaoke parties for their uh, teammates. And Heath, you mentioned you like that. So, yeah, I know right now the Padres are one. I think the reason they're two and eight right now is because we haven't been talking about them. You know, we've had a little break. Yeah. You know, I had a kidney stone and, you know, had to recover from that and whatnot. But um, it's one of those things is you're in the dog days of summer right now trying to play. And it's grueling going uh, 162 games in six months. And so a lot of our guys are not everyday players in their past. Right. You know, they're part-time, they're rolling guys. And now they're everyday players because some guys have hurt. Will Myers is down, Tatis is hurt, Machado is banged up. Uh, Eric Cosmer was really hot early on. It's kind of fallen off a little bit. <laughs> so guys have been banged up a little bit. We're using more guys. And it's, right now it's a dog's day of summer. So the guys, you know, you're kind of like limping into the all-star break. You know, the all-star break isn't really like, you know, a real break because it's just a few days. But for baseball, it is. And so here's the thing. The Dodgers was a tough, it was tough. Well, the Phillies before, then the Dodgers, and then Seattle. And I think it was horrible that we got swept the two game series. It's it's hard for me to say swept because it's only two games, but gosh, we got swept because we, yeah, we played Bush ball. But here's the thing is Machado's birthday, guys went out, they're singing karaoke, horrible karaoke. Not saying I'm very good, but I know I can be better than what I've heard. But the thing What's is- What's your go-to is, song before we get into this? Oh, geez. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I have a go-to song. I got to have some alcohol in me, but, um, probably anything Tim McGraw. I'm really good at that or ACDC. I go um, wrong with that. Just screamed Me- Metallica. You know, I'm pretty good at. You watch the TV show, Stranger Things on Netflix. No, actually my daughter does that. Uh, but, uh, 
It's a good show, but the the uh, one of the last episodes they play Master of Puppets. One of the oh, characters okay. gets on the guitar and plays. It's it's a great. You series. know, I haven't I haven't watched Stranger Things, but I'm like I just need some time where I can start catch that series or whatever. It's good. You know? It's very nostalgic. So maybe I'll start that in a week or two. Actually, you know, I'll start that in the next couple of days or something like that. Or maybe when the kids go back to school, if I have yeah. any time. It's an easy watch. I'm, I'm trying to help a friend build his house, so and he needs to get in before September. So I've been over there like crunch time, seven hours every day. So here's the thing: you're in the dog days of summer, and I know the Padres are out there pressing and they're trying their best, especially with the Dodgers, and whatnot. You sometimes you just need to let loose. You need just you know, we have an off day today not Thursday, but, um, you have an off day. And so you go out the night before the off day and you just kind of let loose and you just need, you just need to relax. You know, that's kind of basically what it is. So I kind of like that aspect where the guys are just, you know, I, I was thinking if the guys right now, before I heard this was like, we need to, we need a pool party. We need like a team barbecue where everybody just gets together and has some fun and like maybe play a little wiffle ball or a little football or, you know, ping pong or something just to, you know, get your mind away from the game a little bit. It's just going to be for a day or just for a couple hours and, and just rejuvenate you mentally because I know the Dodgers series probably was really mentally struggling because they yeah. had the chance to like take over first place and they've been battling the last couple of weeks. You know, they took over first for a day or two and then came, the Dodgers came back and baseball can be very mental. And if your mental exhaustion is worse than being physically exhausted. Because at the end of every season, that was a tough season, as in like you were close, you're in the chance of playoffs or you got to playoffs that first week when you get home, you're more exhausted than when you know, like September 1st, we're not going to playoffs. Right. You just kind of slow things down anyway. So um, I think it's good that they karaoke. The only one thing that I worry is this last weekend was 4th of July. You know, did they go out too much? You know, I'm hoping they didn't go out a lot in L.A. Um, before Seattle or when they go to Seattle. That's the only thing is because, you know, sometimes guys go out and they get caught up into, you know, OK, I'll just go out for a little bit. And trust me, it's happened to me, too, where all of a sudden you're just like, you know, I'll, I'll come in about 12 o'clock, one o'clock. And all of a sudden at three o'clock, you're still out or you happen to see the starting pitcher right there or you know, you see one of your guys that's injured and, you know, he's kind of struggling, you know, he's playing hurt, not saying guys are doing this, but um, you happen to see somebody and all of a sudden the next day they're in the lineup and they don't do as well. And you're just like, dude, they should have yeah. been out there. But if you see that happen a couple of times and that's happened a couple of times in my career where you see guys out, out a little too much, you kind of try to police yourself. You try to go to the guy and try to say, Hey, we need you. We need, we got something special to happen this yeah. year, this year. So I understand going out, but I like I'm saying I don't know if the the Padres are going out, but if they are, staying a little bit. But I know this karaoke thing with the off day the next day. I love it. I think yeah, it's a great different. guy. Especially if you can get together. I remember one time I was air guitaring in Montreal with uh, Mike Piazza. We had an off day the next day, and I also remember that Piazza and Lighter told me the next day. They said, "Dude, where were you? What were you doing last night?" And I said, "What are you talking about?" And they're like, "It's about three or four o'clock in the morning, and you were walking one direction. The hotel is the other direction, and we yelled at you, and you started following us, and you followed us back to the hotel. <laughs> where were you going?" I was like, "I don't remember that." <laughs> so, but I do remember the air guitar. And no one's home. Like 
Yeah, so, no, I agree with you. I think it's good team bonding. It's a good reset button to do it before the off day. However, yeah. I don't agree with players going out before or a day before a game because God forbid, whatever, you stay out to 4 a.m., you're hung over the next day. You just said baseball is so mentally draining. They're up there in the batter's box feeling like complete dog crap because their head is on fire and so it feels like someone hit them with a sledgehammer, right? And, and how are you I supposed to go say, up there and take good at bats? So here's the, here's the two knocks to that is, and I agree with you 100%. Not everybody is, there's two stories. David Wells, the day he pitched his perfect game, he was actually hung over and he's, but he said in Yankee stadium, you know, I've talked to him, I'm good friends with him. And he said, you know, that day I was just trying to go five innings and be done. Mm-hmm. And I said, all I was trying to do is just throw the ball over the plate. And I was like, man, I just, I'm hoping I give it a chance to team to win, but I know I'm not going to pitch well today. And I tried not to do too much. And all of a sudden I look up in the eighth inning or it's the seventh, eighth inning. And I haven't given up a hit. No, he's been on. And all I did was just trying to throw the ball over with a little sinker and, you know, I wasn't trying right. to like strike everybody out. I always played best when I was sick for some reason. Like when I would have like the flu or have a cold, you I'd always just a little bit more. Yeah. Well, you, you just don't care about focus. anything else. You're just like, all you care about is just like getting the game over with. But I will say there's not a lot of guys like Michael Jordan, David Wells, and, you know, there's, but Nicrime. here's the thing. There's a lot of guys that have gone out there and they're, they're sick. They don't play as well especially, and I've seen a lot of guys that they're just a little bit off hitting or just a little bit off right. pitching because they were hungover, you know, or they were out until 2 a.m. and tried to sleep until noon, but they're just, you know, you're just, you're a little, you're a little slower. You're a right. little sluggish the next day. That's all. So, you know, I'm hoping the pods, I'm hoping the pods and the boys out there are not doing that. I just had to throw it out there because it was 4th of July weekend. I'm trying to think why were the, Padres, you know, we're two and eight. We've been doing so well. If we were yeah. five and five, I'd probably think of the same thing, but two and eight, especially losing two to Seattle, just really, you know, yeah. it good, hurts. Good really kick does. in the nuts for sure. Hopefully it's reactionary where they can look themselves in the mirror and say, look, this isn't us. We need to hit the reset button. Hopefully karaoke did that. Uh, the all-star break is coming up, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that I look at as well, like Joe Musgrove not having, well, having his two worst starts of the season. I mean, the Dodgers one wasn't super bad, but he did let up three runs, two of them being home runs to Justin Turner. Uh, but the game before that, six runs, right? And kind of hurts his chances now a little bit of of being the starting pitcher for the NL or maybe getting a Cy Young race. But that could also, you know, factor into guys. I think sometimes, you know, losing a little bit of confidence and kind of losing a little bit of steam. I think, you know, when it rains, it pours sometimes. And so, yeah. you know, your ace there, that starting rotation is also close, right? And they all try to, you know, mock each other and have fun together. And it shows sometimes that when they're all, when they're, some of them are having bad starts, they're all having bad starts. And it's kind of, it's contagious. It's contagious. The bullpen, when everybody's putting up zeros, it gets contagious. Um, you know, you might have a bad outing and the reliever will pick another reliever up and hitter hitting is contagious. And right now it just seems like anything that's going to go wrong is contagious right now. Right. So, and also the Padres, here's the other thing, you know, Machado has been carrying the team early on. Eric Hosman has been carrying the team. Will Myers has been hurt. Tatis has been hurt. Everybody else is honestly hitting like crap. If you're hitting 250 or below in the big leagues, you shouldn't be an everyday player. I mean, yeah. trust me, I'm, I'm going to give credit to any hitter that can hit 
in the big leagues because I wasn't a hitter. I was a pitcher, but you want to hit over 250. If you're hitting 250 or above, it's not the best, like 250, 260, 270, but you know, it's respectable. It's okay. But when you're hitting 220, we can't just, you know, like Musgrove, he had a bad game or two bad games and he's been stellar all year. Now we, we need the offense to pick it up when he's pitching, but before we haven't needed to pick it up, you know, and it's starting to show that we need another bat. And I hope the Padres are not happy. The front office is not just happy about putting a bunch of seats, people in the seats, making some money, the business part. We want to win a world series. And I, we need a bat and also Tatis coming back. I think that will help. So here's, here's my best scenario. We go make a trade. I don't know who, but we make a trade. We get a bat guy hitting about 280, 290, right around 300. Doesn't have to be 300 over. If it is, it's great, but we're going to get Tatis back. We can't expect him to hit. We are expecting him to hit 330 and be mid season, but he's going to be like coming out of spring training. It might be hot, might be cold. We don't know. Yeah. And then Will Myers is the same bit. And then hopefully Machado gets, you know, healthy towards the stretch and it'll be a huge boost, but we need that extra bat. We need somebody to come in. We need an outfield spot that we need somebody that's hitting above 280 that could come in. And, you know, I look back to the, the Yankees, the Yankees in the nineties, they had no farm system because they traded everybody off to win to win this year. They want to win this year. They don't want to win next year. They want to win this year. They were going to do whatever it took to win this year. And they ended up winning a couple world series in that stretch. It's the ultimate goal. Going to the world series a lot. That's the ultimate goal. So, but I don't want the Padres to be like the Washington nationals did about 10 years ago when Steven Strasburg first came up. Well, he's only going to throw so many innings and then they don't use them towards the stretch or the playoffs and they fell out and everybody's like this, they, all they needed was one more pitcher and Strasburg right. was it and they shut him down. And, and I remember playing at the time and I asked Steven at the time, Hey, are you going to get shut down? And he goes, nobody's told me anything. As far as I do, I want to pitch. I want to keep playing. I feel good. And I don't want the Padres to go, okay, we, ha we had a good run, but Will Myers was hurt. Tatis was hurt. No, the reason we're not, we're struggling right now is because all the small trades that you did mid season or I mean, spring training have not panned out. Yeah. Certain guys have helped us win a few games here and there, but it's not a difference maker. You know, we're yeah. not, a, there's not one guy that's hitting 270, 280 that's carrying the team. Like when Machado goes down or is helping Machado win games, Profar has won some games for us and Grissom, you know, 10 years ago, I would, I would really like down. to trade him. Honestly, I'd like to trade him. I'd like to, I'd like to have him be the center package of a trade with a prospect and go out and get another bat. I, I just, he's been so bad this season defensively. He, sure. There's a lot good, of talent, but, but this season, yeah. You know, let's go. The reds are probably would love to take him. Yeah. And the reds probably have somebody that for sure doing better than we have right well, now. You mentioned guys hitting under 250 shouldn't be everyday players. I just want to point out really quickly that this is the lowest batting average for the league since 1968, 54 years. Right now, the league is hitting at 242. It's the lowest it's ever been. Last year was 244. The year before that was 245. Before that was 252. So it's been on the decline for years now, but it's never been this low since 1968. 
So I don't know where it's going to finish, but the league as a whole is not hitting well. So there are guys out there that are, but you know, if you bring them over to San Diego, are they going to fall off a little bit? I mean, I look at guys like Benintendi, I look at guys like Anthony Santander or Austin Hayes, you know, guys from struggling teams, you know, I would love to take on those guys, but happened with Adam Frazier last season, right? He was hitting over 300. And here's the he thing. Didn't do Adam, Frazier didn't, Adam Frazier didn't do well is because Adam Frazier was an everyday yeah. player. He was an everyday player. He comes to the Padres. He's not an everyday player anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's something to say when, you know, I tell my kid on Monday, you go over three, no problem. You know, still, still be positive. Keep working hard. Tuesday, you go over three, keep working hard, this and that Wednesday, you go four for four. Um, you're hitting 400. Yeah. You know, because you're hitting for, you hit four for 10. So, but if you don't, you know, if you're not, if you play every day, you're going to have one or two days. You're not going to have some hits and then you're going to have a day. You're just going to go off. Um, if you're a 200 hitter, you're, you're going to get like some games. You don't have hits and then you're going to have some games. You go one for two or one for three or two for four where you're like, Oh, that's really good. It's 500. But really it's not. If you look over the last three days, but here's the thing. The reason I think it's fallen off is because everybody talks about launch angle. You know, everybody hits for power. Nobody hits for average anymore. Everybody's like, well, you can hit for power and average. And really everybody gets taught is walks as good as a hit. I don't believe walks as good as a hit because when you face a good pitcher, he's not going to walk anybody. You know, he's not going to put somebody on, you know, he's going to go right after you. Like Max Scherzer, people don't go up to go, oh, I'm going to, he's going to walk me. They don't say that, you know, Grissom's not, or um, Musgrove's not going to walk a bunch of people. So it's one of those things. I feel like bad averages decreased the last couple of years is because the launch angle in my day, it was called uppercut. Right. That's all it was called. And pitchers have gotten a lot better too. Pitchers are throwing harder. And I don't think, I think they're more throwers than pitchers nowadays because, you know, you get the spin rotation and the velocity is all like there, blah, blah, blah. So you have more throwers and you have more guys that hit for power but you don't have guys that hit for base hits, mm-hmm. you know, like a David Eckstein would not be able to be a good baseball player anymore because he probably doesn't hit for power good enough. Right. You know, Derek Jeter never hit 30, 40 home runs, you know, but he got on base. And it was one of those things that you have to look, you need baseball, you need hitters on the team. You, you know, Adam Fraser, the Padres probably didn't like him because he wasn't a power guy. Well, this is my, and I'm a pitcher. But I don't understand this. So I was a Padre for five years. And, you know, me and Adrian Gonzalez were good friends. And he had this math equation, whatnot, that if Petco Park was, you know, if the fences were in, we would have so many more home runs. And I did the math equation. I said, so we, as a team, we should hit 300 more home runs. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, did I did your equation. I did, you know, for, you know, 81 games, blah, blah, blah. You know, that means guys are hitting like 50 home runs here. And I said, so if Petco Park is a big ballpark, why can't we hit more singles? Why? Because isn't the outfield bigger? Mm-hmm. So there should be more room to get a single. Right. But that's not the case because guys try to hit for power. Right. And we like, look, um, who um, Hunter Renfro, I think hit what, 30 home runs or 25 home he runs did. or something like that. But he only hit 220. You yep. know, but we all looked at his power numbers. No. We need guys that hit 300 and run. 
You know, that's what the Padres need. We need guys that hustle. We need guys that, you know, like Tatis was standing on third, a fly ball to deep second base. He tags up and goes home. The reason he's so exciting is because he played like Pete Rose. He was always trying to take the advantage where now guys it's let me drop and drive. Let me get that launch angle. and Let, let me see how far I can hit it where 20 years ago was, was put the ball on the ground and start running. And yeah. I think the reason the Padres are like, there's a lot of guys that are quick on the team and we try to beat out the ball, but I think we get into stuck and trying to the long ball too much. And there's that's also, when the batting averages drop. I also believe though, that the organizations have put such a premium on launch angle and on home runs and power that you demand more money. Once you hit more power, like those oh, yeah. guys get paid more, right? So they want to, they want to make millions of more dollars because I mean, look, Aaron judge right now, 30 home runs on a contract right. year who could be the MVP. I mean, he's going to get like north of $350 million. Um, I mean, maybe 300 because he's a little bit older now, but it's just, that's just what people pay for these days. And it's sexy too. It makes, it makes baseball more exciting to see more home runs and singles. So here's the thing is it's sexy. And I, and I agree. It is, it's fun and exciting. I love that too. But the person I keep going back to is who's the best player in baseball right now. Mike Trout. Okay, Mike Trout. He does all that, but he's not flashy. Does he? When he hits a home run, does he stand there and pimp the ball? Does he throw his bat? He starts hustling. When he hits the ball, he starts running. What? And, and I'm not, and I'm, that maybe he's a little bit old school, but here's the thing is we need a little bit more old school. I mean, you always see somebody hit the ball like high on the infield and somebody drops it. Cause you know, the infielders not talking and the guy gets a double and everybody's like, yeah, it's a way to hustle. But how many times you see a guy pimp a ball stand there and it's get caught, but we don't talk about that. We don't pr- promote that. We always promote right. on TV, you know, look at his, he throwing the bat or flipping the bat and on all that's fine because I grew up in an era when, you know, you had Ricky Henderson had a pimp job, but he only pimped it or Ken Griffey Jr., they only pimped it when they knew they hit it like 100 rows back. Yeah, yeah. When it was it was way gone. The outfielder didn't even move. That's the only time. Otherwise, they hit the ball and they started running. Mm-hmm. And Mike Trout does that. And, every, and I don't even have to say anything. And everybody always goes when I say, who's best player in the game? Mike Trout. And he, you never see that from him. But you see all these other guys do things. And that's the reason Mike Trout hit, hits over 300 every year and hits 30 bombs every he's, year. He's an anomaly, RBIs. though. I mean, he, he could go down as the greatest of all time. He's an anomaly. Well, do you want to be we're talking about Michael, We're talking about Michael Jordan just here. Good? Okay, so, but here's the thing. Imagine if uh, Machado, that I think Machado is on the border of Hall of Fame, if he hit the ball and ran hard every single time, I think he would be a lock for a hall of fame ballot. And I think Machado well, that's always is on the knock. board. A lot as knock has always been his lack of hustle. Right. And we've seen hustle for sure. I mean, that's how he got injured. He hustled, yeah. but I think guys, you know, they pick and choose when they want to hustle. I mean, I'm sure trout does hustle probably every time, but you also get up in age, right. And you have enough money in your pocket where it's like, why do I need to try to beat out this, this throw that could get me injured? Well, then why does Tom Brady come back at the age of 41 why does you know right. anybody cry anymore? Different, different beasts. 
Tom it's, Brady. It's just they're they're well, when they're, you're making they're so you make a hundred million dollars, then why even try anymore? Brady, why does Max Scherzer go out there and try to give it his all every every time he throws a fastball? Why does he try to throw so hard and grunt? when he's probably made, you know, court, yeah. half, Look, a quarter of a billion dollars. Everyone's different. I mean, Tom Brady took pay cuts to, to win. I mean, he cares more about winning than anything. Scherzer's no, one know, of the most but... competitive guys in the game. Everyone's different. Every athlete's different. I mean, some guys just have different things that are important to them. Like some of these guys, you know, it's important for them to go out and party and, and be the superstar, right? And and live it I up. Gotcha. And, and like winning is not important to them. But I think really what it comes down to in this stretch is, you know, this team's got to come together, not only on the baseball field, but outside as well. And say, look, we have a real chance here to contend and be a World Series team and be a playoff team. Let's focus down the stretch. I understand that we're still not even halfway through the season, but it's going to come pretty quickly and they need to focus. I mean, these games that you're losing right now will be affected at the end of the season. Like we could be fighting for one spot left in the playoffs. Who knows? I mean, every game counts. So I'm hoping that they get their act together in terms of, you know, extracurricular stuff and, potentially, you know, it turns into more performances on the field. This has just been a really tough week as a Padre and as a Padre fan. Really been tough two weeks. So yeah, yeah. I, I hope the guys rejuvenate this, this off day and let's, let's get back at it. Let's, let's start grinding again. Let's, you know, let's do all the little things to win games because yeah. like you said, you know, losing one or two games a month is going to be very costly in September yep. at the very end, but everybody goes, ah, well, what if you could just win five, one more game a month? That's six more games, yep. you know, is a swing. And right now we're five and a half out. And we were just, I mean, gosh, we were what? Like a half game. We were, we were in first place at one time. point. Well, I know, but for the longest time, we were like a game out, a half game right yeah. behind the Dodgers, just kind of like at their heels when they, you know, when they play Pittsburgh again and get swept, we could, you know, take them over and, now all of a sudden we just kind of fell asleep for the past I feel like 14 days. And we have so, we have been a loser of 13 of the last 14 against the Dodgers. So that is something that we cannot have happen if you want to make the playoffs and contend for World Series. And, and here's the thing: is the Dodgers are going to spend money if we don't go out and get somebody and spend some money? We're going to get left in the dust. What What are we going to do? I mean, we're just going to hope and pray that Tatis comes back mid-season and just tears it up, and Machado gets healthy quicker than you know, we think, and then yeah. Will Myers to come back and just be dominant again. So, yeah. And we find a trade partner for Eric Hosmer. God, that'd be the perfect scenario. <laughs> we well, have maybe about Grissom, Eric Hosmer and, a, and a, yeah. somebody else. Do it. We have about, we have a plethora of first baseman. So we, we're good we, with that. We got a couple minutes left. You have fantasy camp coming up at the end of the season, right? Or at the end of yeah. July. Yep. Explain, explain to us what that is really quickly. So fantasy camp is usually, um, it's ex players um, become the coaches. And, and um, if you ever dreamed of becoming a major league baseball player or pretending to be one or something like that, you basically, what happens is fantasy camp usually happens before spring training or at the end of the season. And um, you put on a Padre uniform, you have ex players like me and um, they're your coaches where we help you out as much as you can. And you go play some baseball games and that's what it is. It's a week of fun of, just playing some games like a men's and old men's older league. You it's not softball. It's actually baseball. Um, you know, there's a little rules in there. Like, you know, um, usually don't walk anybody or whatnot, but it, it gets in there where everybody's has a good time. And, and all the coaches are the ex players, you know, you can, sometimes you have like guys like Wally Joyner, myself, and Steve Finley and um, out there, 
and you get to wear a big league uniform. Um, Love it. We usually when we do it before spring training, you're on a big league field out in spring training and you're in the big league locker room because uh, next year before spring training, the Padres will have it again. And um, it's just a fun experience for everybody. And for me, it's cool because you just tell a bunch of old stories and the, the players ask you about everything. And all the player, all the coaches are very, um, we're honest and we tell you stories and this and that. And we'll, ask you, we'll, we'll pretty much answer any question out there. That's awesome. And how do people sign up for that? Usually it's, uh, I can't think of the exact website, but it's like PadresFantasyCamp.com or something like that. But I know it's on their website. Gotcha. Well, if you're interested, do your research, go join Heath and all the other guys, have some fun. We stay uh, in a hotel and we have yep. meals and there's different activities at, at the end. Every night there's something you're going on and you wake up early in the morning. It's really fun. You guys should check it out. Love it. All right, Pods fans. Well, let's get some wins here. Going to San Francisco, big series. Let's get our boys back on track. This is Ring the Bell Podstock, Nick Kreider, Heath Bell. Go Pods. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night. And building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for. Trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.